Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and that technicolor rainbow in between. I won't lie to you, I'm getting a little excited. Today. Today on Renegade Roundup, we have a discussion with Leet City about what drives him to be better, both in fighting games and in life. Sounds pretty cool. This is going to be another interview with the episode, but it will be anything but dull. Listen, sunshine! Live a little! It's not ideal in these circumstances, but we're gonna keep this train rolling. As the weekend of July 9th episode of the Renegade Roundup rolls on. Dang, that he done with something else. I thought I was going to melt. You don't have to tell me twice. I thought it was going to be permanently stuck to my chair. It was insufferable. Now listen, I know this week was rough, but we have a show to do. I'm still waiting for the next episode. Yes, yes, we know. Thank you for enlightening us, you crazy. Hubbard.ai cast of characters. Can someone tell me what is going on? Will someone please shoot these dorks up? This is getting out of control. Where's a map when you need one? He's right there. Calm down, big guy. Did you actually miss me? I'm flattered. Don't bother them up too much. They won't stop talking about it for the next week. And that isn't just a picnic. I don't care about any of that. Who is the next mystery guest? It's our first viewing special guest. Actually, human soul go quite a way back. This could be exciting. Tell me more. Forged by Akira Toriyama, the sage of ancient texts, the conquered dragons. There's too much talking. Let's get to the interview. Start the show now. I agree. Who even is this big shot? I demand answers. We won't have to wait long. Our discussion with Leet City is set to begin momentarily. Your feedback is important to the direction of this podcast, so make sure your voice is heard by reaching out on Twitter at SoulRestles. Now on with the show. Finally! And now for something completely different. What? what? How about taking another quack at it? Fight me or I destroy the Earth! Now let the games begin! Get ready for the next battle. Alright, welcome back. It's 
it's been a while since we've sat down and had another uh, sit-down session a few weeks, but uh, with the, the heat dome the way that it has been, uh, time is a blur, time is a circle. Uh, and with the passing of time comes another opportunity to chat with an esteemed guest. So, mystery guest at the table, who are you and what do you do? Uh, yeah, Lee City here. Um, and, uh, I mean, I guess I play fighting games. <laughs> That'd probably be the first thing. You guess. I, play, I do play a lot of fighting games. That, um. I, I would say that if you are known for, uh, one thing and one thing only, uh, you are primarily known as, uh, one of the best fighting players I know, personally. I'm humbled by that statement. Um, thank you. I'm not where I want to be yet, so, <laughs> but thank you. You know, that's cool. Oh no! It's it's that the whole thing with the fighting game grind is we're never where we want to be, and we never take uh we never take compliments that well. So I, I mean, I'll take the compliment. I Don't totally understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm putting in work, so you know, I appreciate that. I'm just sure, realizing sure, that sure. um yeah, I mean, it's important to pat yourself on the back when you do well. I do agree with that because a lot of us are like, <laughs> no, I'm trash. I, I stopped saying that because I don't think I'm trash. Um, but I do also know how high the skill ceiling is, and it's it's way up there. Yes. Um, it's it's and that's and that is uh that is definitely something that I had to recognize personally uh with my journey into fighting games the you know the for for the casual uh listeners um for the casual listeners that are uh primarily here for the wrestling content uh I will uh we will both let you know that fighting games are uh can be just as daunting as they appear, but they are also more fun than they appear, usually. I mean, when I first saw fighting games, all I saw was fun. I, okay, there's two people <laughs> punching, kicking, slicing the crap out of each other until one of them can't move anymore. That just sounds like a good time sure. to me. I was like, sign me up. It does. <laughs> you know what I mean, I don't know. I, I, but now, I think, with all the frame data and the numbers and, you know, people are seeing, you know, the highest level of play right in front of them, you know, on, like, Twitter and all this other sure. stuff. It, or YouTube or whatever, it makes it really difficult for people to go, you know, I don't even think I could block that. Why would I even want to jump in there? It's probably too late, you know, whatever the case. Um, yes. And it's it's unfortunately with the with the mass amount of content that is in there in um, nearly any field, actually, you're going to have a lot of people that it's like, hey, this is my first time getting into it. Example, um, I was volunteering over at um, Destiny City Comics last mm -hmm. week. Uh, support your local comic store. Uh, support your local businesses. And I had a I had a guy that was saying, I've never read Marvel comics. Where do I start? Oh man, that's that's a tough one because the Marvel universe. That's is a fair huge. question. I mean well, no, I mean, it makes sense, especially with, like, the movies and stuff. It's, it's got a lot more people interested mm -hmm. in, like, the origins and, like, you know, of course, you really want to know what's up, you got to go back and read the, the comics, but then it's, like, which one? You know, I, I think I would yes. say, like, Uncanny X-Men would, would be a great place to start, personally. You know, that's my opinion. I'm sure, this. I'm sure you have a completely different opinion and other people have other opinions, so... Uncanny X-Men Uncanny is good. Um, I would say that the, the height of my the series that piqued my interest first was the Jim Lee saga of of X-Men way back in like 92 mm -hmm. 93 um those are a little bit harder to find oh, nowadays oh dude the trading cards a, back then were so cool too some they of the were. best they were to so this good. day in my opinion like I, if i could find those booster packs now i mean they probably go for like way too much now but Really I'm cool. still salty about when i was a kid i had my binder of 93 94 series stolen 
I'm still Man, sad that about that. Sucks, dude. That just sucks. <laughs> it does. You know, it would be it would be like the equivalent of my uh, if uh, somebody had a uh, binder of uh, series one and jungle Pokemon cards that a kid swiped from that was like you're going to feel yeah. that oh hell yeah especially because back then I mean, even back then uh think a first edition charizards were like 300 and i know because i had one and i sold it and i i, I mm-hmm. never seen that much money as a kid i was like right i have 300 dollars. my parents have no idea i have <laughs> <laughs> this card that i legitimately owned yeah that's pretty great it's like uh it's like or magic magic little elite being even even the hustler back then yeah Magic is, magic has gone through such a weird evolution. Not only in just um, art style, but also game style as well. Mm. Because when I got when I got into it back in like um, early to mid two thousands, um, your legendary characters, which are now like your flagship planeswalker characters that you see on the front of the box, because there there wasn't that kind of marketing back then. The way that legendary cards were treated was. Um, like the the one that was most popular during like the early arcs was Acroma. So I bring out an Acroma, you brought out an Acroma, my Acroma dies because yours takes precedence cuz the legendary rule was you can only have one legendary item of the same name. Oh, that sucks. Per field. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Back in the mid 2000s they changed it where both of them die. And within the last, I want to say within the last 10 years, because they really changed things up around the return to Ravnica in like the early 2010s. Now, it used to be you are a planeswalker. You share the same plane as your rival. Now, everybody has their own planes. So you get an Acroma, you get an Acroma, everybody gets an Acroma. The legend rule only applies if, because there are now multiple different names of the same character so you can stack abilities and have like it's it it gets absurd and so like the way that the way things are nowadays where everybody wants to win they want to make it easier for everyone to win they want to make it easier for everyone to win instead of instead of instead of playing the meta game which you basically had to build a deck that countered the deck of somebody else. Now you don't have to worry about the opponent. You can just do your own thing. La di da di da. I'm gonna get infinite. Yeah, my turns. deck goes burr. Kind of. My deck goes, like, goes like, burr. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look. End of the day, an overpowered deck in, in general, like in the current meta, right? So of course you have to be looking at like what the current cards are and like you know what the chances are of them having that card and the chances are of them actually mm-hmm. pulling that card out during the during the game, right? You know, there's, there's a lot of different factors. How the deck's built. If you built it in a way where you can get to that card, you have more chances of pulling that card up because of cards where it lets you look for certain cards and stuff like that. There's, like, a lot of factors, right? You know, I, I don't are. play and, and as net much deck- as I used to, but obviously I used to, so... <laughs> right, uh, and, it's, and it's like, and net decking isn't just an online problem. You have the people that follow the pre-release news and get the fat packs that disclose all of the cards that are coming into the set and planning out strategies before the cards even come out. So if you weren't one of those guys, and if you weren't one of the guys that constantly pulled money cards from packs, you were just lagging behind. And, it takes away some of the you know, mystery and the fun for sure, but I mean, 
you know, yeah. in a modern society that's literally ruled by uh, information and how quickly or how early you can mm -hmm. get that information, all just power. I and mean, that goes for, for really Agreed. any competitive sphere. Um, of course, reaction yes, uh, is a fact. Very of course, you know, how cracked you are, like how, you know, how good your abilities, your talent, your skill, <laughs> dedication, hard work. Sure. All factors. But having that, sure. just knowing that one OS, I mean, going back to fighting games, an you know, option select for those mm -hmm. for the unindoctrinated. You know, simple stuff like that. You can cover so many options, or at least more than one option. Yep. And if they don't realize that, and they're not going for the right option in their rock paper scissors scenario, you already have an OS that beats rock yep. and paper. The only option they have with scissors, and they don't know that they're going to lose. Right. It's that simple. And it's it's this. Yeah. It's and I wish more people looked into like the original Yomi game to help build that basic fundamental of because if you look at the uh, if you look at that original card game that is literally a rock paper scissor format mm -hmm. and then once you and then uh like if there's a tie then there's actual frame data and the one that comes out faster is the one that takes precedence well yeah i mean whichever so one it's, is active first yeah. right that's what it boils down to because mm -hmm. i mean a move could have slower startup but have you know not be active until I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, say a move has, like, seven frames of startup, and then on the eighth frame, it becomes active. Yeah. And you have another move has, I don't know, maybe four frames of start. It still comes out to the same idea, right? Like, whoever's active first, sure. whoever's first frame is active and actively hitting them, that's the one that's going to win. But then in certain games, like Tekken, they have a whole other factor in there, which is, like, low crushing. So, yep, or high crushing mm -hmm. moves, so moves that will literally crush. So, even if your attack came out faster than theirs, if you threw out a high... And they freaking threw out a high crushing move, and their high crushing move is, you know, already out there. It's active by the time your right. attack should have hit them. You're still mm -hmm. gonna lose. <laughs> so it's like a whole other dimension yep. to the the RPS um, joy, <laughs> if you can call it mm -hmm. that. And and I would and I would almost hearken the uh, priority of fighting game moves to like how uh, like to make a wrestling equivalent it would be like how well the move is protected or how like how impactful a move is how much someone how much a wrestler sells a particular move uh showing the impact of that move like there's like in fighting games you only have certain sequences that you like bust out the super and that's usually once you can confirm that you land it in wrestling that would be like a signature move going immediately into the finisher. So, like, um, Kenny Omega's running knee will almost always confirm into the uh, one-winged angel. So, yeah, his 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 moves are literally called Devil Trigger and One-winged Angel. He's like the biggest, obviously, yeah, and they're uh, the, the big, Fantasy Seven, the biggest and, nerd. Um, Devil May Cry, mm -hmm. obviously, um, and Devil May Cry, yeah. yeah. That's cool. But uh, but yeah, Kenny Omega is uh, is probably one of the best, like crossover appeal artists that i have ever seen both him and xavier woods are yeah. equally have done they so much are for very both involved in the games. fgc and I've, I've seen them at events i've seen them at tournaments um you know they mm -hmm. are legitimately part of the scene and granted anyone can be legitimately part of the scene but when you have a platform like them and then you you're willing to kind of try to merge to the best of your ability sure your, your different scenes yeah. uh, because he obviously he loves wrestling well both of them i should say so they love wrestling mm -hmm. right they love fighting games. I was like, hey, you know what would be cool? Bullet Club yes. shirt for Tekken, you know, stuff like that. And I got it. I, I freaking, <laughs> yep. I, I paid God knows how much just to get it shipped over and everything. Because this was like when it wasn't available domestically. It was like you had to like 
mm -hmm. it shipped in. Mm -hmm. I read about it and I was like, dude, that's cool as hell. Now I see the shirt like everywhere yep. and it's not as exclusive or whatever, but it's, I still feel cool as I'm wearing it. I'm like, I love this shirt. I know what I had to go through to get yeah, this Yeah, I, uh, that, that was why I had to really be quick on the draw to get the uh, AEW Cross Street Fighter shirts that mm -hmm. they had. Um, I was not in, I, I didn't care much about the Joey Janela Cross Blanca, but the Cody Rhodes Cross Bison, you're damn right. And I'm only busting that out on special occasions. Damn right. Damn right damn I did. Man. Yeah, uh, it's interesting but, uh, to me seeing how, because I mean, I was never one who really invested in like clothing like that. I just, I don't know, I just didn't. But now, because of the fact that for whatever reason, our, our culture, nerd culture is, is much more welcomed mm -hmm. and embraced, right? And it's, you know, almost like this hipster kind of thing where like now, you know, you see the clothes everywhere. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Hypeland, sure. but Hypeland has these crazy drops for like Naruto type stuff and like collaborations oh, with artists cool. like Thundercat, who's like a legitimate rap artist. Um, and yeah. it's just really cool to see. It's like, wow, okay, so nerd culture is thriving. I think Meg the Stallion even did um, a thing with Crunchyroll where she has like um, like her own Naruto-themed sweater. And I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's cool. neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad because I was like late to yeah. the party on that one, so that sold out mm -hmm. really fast. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but I think also as well, wrestling is sort of going through that hipster thing as well because like, you talk to like an old school fan, like everybody knows Macho Man, uh, everybody knows Hogan, everybody knows, right? So it's so it's like, it's I think arguably like there's there's kind of this internet space wrestling personalities, not necessarily like pro wrestlers or like aspiring wrestlers, but like personalities that have marketed themselves as primarily being a wrestling focused channel oh you're talking you, at this point you're talking about influencers right because that is what it boils down mm -hmm. to whether you have influence in that sphere or not right so if you're into wrestling right and you're putting out information about wrestling or you're talking about it you're you're bringing up these these talking points and what have you which i know you do a lot of right and people are mm -hmm. are resonating with that and they're jumping in that conversation or sharing that conversation into so that conversation it's growing and you know that, that's kind of just how it works, right? You eventually become an influencer in that sphere because of the fact that you're obviously involved and people want to hear what you have to say. That's, that's, sure. that's really, and, and it adds merit, street credit, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I think for the most part, that just comes from um, being passionate about it. I and mean, of course, you're always going to have the people, Street Fighter Five is a perfect example. Street Fighter Five is a perfect example. But yeah, people who are there uh -huh. just for the money. People who are there because of these tournaments where you can win $100,000. They hate the game, but they're going to play it because they want money. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And they're still influencers because they play some tournaments. But the people who tend to stick around and who tend to have a legitimately viable platform are the ones who mm -hmm. are who are really passionate. They're actually involved, right? It's like you're saying you support your local shops or local stores, your local scenes for whatever mm -hmm. the case may be for wrestling, for example, right? You know, yeah. those people, in my opinion, in the long run, maybe not in the short run, in the long run end up winning because people see yo this fool this fool's been doing this for like 10 years and he's still doing it. he must love mm -hmm. it. Like, i know he ain't getting paid off this <laughs> it's like right you must just be having a good time maybe i can have a hundred percent see what that's about a hundred percent you look at uh you look at you use the term influencer you look at the people like you know that it takes five seven years before that one viral hit where 
they they get that recognition. They could have stopped at any time before that. And most and people do try to do something. And most, most people, people do. Look do. at Kendrick or, or Lamar. They, Perfect example, Kendrick Lamar, who I know you've heard of, right? This man was mm-hmm. putting out mixtapes and all sorts of underground. So he was going to like hip hop clubs. He was doing everything for years, and most of us had never heard of him. He finally had his big hit drop, and I was like, "Yo, who is this dude?" And I go back, and I'm finding music from like four, five, six, seven, eight years ago. And I'm like, yep. "This guy's been around here in Cali this long. I've never heard of him. That's crazy." Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's Magic the same Dragons thing too. with. Uh, um, yeah, Imagine Dragons is one of those. I imagine that's the same thing with uh, Swerve. I mean, a lot of people may know him from the last year or two as Isaiah Swerve Scott on NXT, but he has been thriving in the independent scene as Shane Strickland for years mm. prior because uh, nothing was more over than when he came out to Chaka Khan, Ain't Nobody Loves Me Better. It was an experience hearing man, that, man. Now you talk, and I now, like, Mama, you talk about my language, Ain't Nobody. <laughs> man, exactly. I know that. And now, and now he's with a stable called Hit Row, who they're putting out their singles. But guess what? Swerve and his his guys have been putting out music for years prior See, to that. You know and what so this is about, right? A lot of times, what it's really about is they always want to give people this impression that if you go for it, you could become an overnight smash hit. But the reality is, these people have been putting in work. For the years. work, yes, it's very mm-hmm. rare for somebody to come out the gate just swinging and 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 they, and they hit a freaking home run. It's just rare. It's not normal. It's not. It, they yeah, look, have at, look at Psy. Yeah, yeah. It's so. like look at Psy. People people think of him as the one hit wonder that had gone. No, style. he's huge in Korea. When he he's, been, he's a freaking megastar in Korea, bro. He's been doing doing this burning. What 10, 15 years probably? T- yeah, it was it was ten years before Gundam Style dropped. Love that song, by the way. It's, awesome. it's great. Um, I'm. He is awesome. wonderful. Um, I I still uh, groove to Daddy every so often. Daddy is. <laughs> Which a great my, my daughter loves it so much because you know she's Daddy's girl. It's so, so good. You know. But um, the yeah, video sure, is fantastic. Sure. I love it. Like the whole scene where like, all the old dudes and they're like they're, he's like flexing the watch and, and they're like playing. Uh, he's like mm-hmm. hustling, playing some some game. I can't remember if those like freaking uh, mahjong or freaking cards or something. But it's like all the all the freaking sure. senior citizens. But they're like turning up, dude. Active. The amount Active. of car, the amount of cardio that they must have gone through to do that dance number. And that man be moving, bro, because he's old, ain't he? Like, he's old, bro. I'm like, how are you moving like that, bro? He be hitting his dun, 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 dun. You, you know what I'm talking about? He starts throwing his arms. Yeah. Up. I'm like, bro, how are you moving like that? He has one other song I really like, um, and I'm trying to remember the name of it right now. It's gonna drive me crazy. Um, it's the one where where there's like there's like an airplane, there's like an airport, and there's like the Great Wall. There's all this different stuff happening in the video. Um, I can't remember the freaking name. It's is it the uh, the Korea song he did for the no, Olympics? No, it's not that one. Uh, you know what? It's cool. I'll find it while we're talking because it's gonna drive me nuts. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yep, yep. Earworms are. Uh, you know how like it that. is. Yeah. New I face do. is really cool too. That song's pretty chill. Gentlemen, I didn't new face is good. Me. I don't know why, but I said do not confirm me. Um, I love yeah, it. Yeah, gentlemen is a bit more subdued. That's the one. I love I it. I love it. Bro, that, that's, right. that's probably my it. number one song from this man. Like, I love that song. Bro. Okay. Couldn't remember. Ironically, okay. named I love it. I love the song. Couldn't remember the name. <laughs> it it happens to the best of us. Um, but uh, yeah, since we are uh diving into uh influences we uh touched a little bit on fighting games we touched a little bit on music mm-hmm. um how much did 
pro wrestling touch your life? You know, that's actually an interesting question um, because it did. It did. Uh, I think every every young, I should say every young man, because you know nowadays lots of people are into wrestling, right? Uh, and it is sure. sensational. It's fun to watch. I don't care what anybody says. Even if you never watch wrestling in your life, if you got free tickets to go to a, a wrestling show and you went, you probably gonna have a good ass time. More fun than you realize. Right? Yes. But mm-hmm. that being said, me personally, biggest influences were the Nintendo 64 games because those games were fire. I, I mm-hmm. think more Nintendo controllers, the 64 controller analog sticks got destroyed. <laughs> trying to break out. Trying to, yeah, I gotta break out. Correct. Gotta break out the old. So those were sick mm-hmm. because they had like the WrestleMania games. It was like four players, right? Those were just like the best. I, like there were so many other yeah. good games at the time, but those were the best. Sure. Um, I was mm-hmm. a big fan during the like late '90s, like the WWF Raw, WWF Attitude. Uh, I was a little bit into sure. the WCW um, Nitro thing that was happening too, but um, sure. The, that, that was that was like what I was really into at the time. So like obviously the Rock was like you know coming up at the time, the People's Elbow, mm-hmm. you know. It was the corporate elbow, then it became the people's elbow and all that. I remember all that. Yep. Um, Jeff Hardy, you know, um, Undertaker, of course, Mankind, like just of course icons. Right? Then they're still considered iconic wrestlers to this day, right? Yes. It was just one of those golden eras. I just happened to be at that influential age where, like, I was like, "Oh, this is really cool. This is interesting." You know, let me mm-hmm. let me let me delve into it. And before I knew it, I was watching it like every week following the story i had to know what was gonna happen next so i had to watch the next week you know um what was the other one wwf um was it attitude i think it was wwf attitude on the playstation one bro the only character i used was stone cold steve austin the only character (laughs) bro i played that game so many times i had the whole monologue i still remember the monologue when you, because he was, you know, back then the games were like what? Like you have a CD that's like 750 megabytes. It's not a whole lot of room for like audio yeah. or full video, right? But they had uh-huh. these video cutscenes when you first start the game, and it would have like the actual wrestler there, and they do their little, you know, get get the microphone going, and you know, start they start going in. Yeah. I mean, I do remember. If you don't believe me, I'll I'll, I'll spit go for it. Bars. Go for it. All right. People ask me what all 316 means. You fix to find out firsthand, son. It's going to be a cold day in hell before I lose to a piece of trash like you. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold says so. Bro, I remember to this day, bro. That that was Boom. the... Mm, it, was, it was too cold. And you hit him with the Stone Cold Stunner? Oh! Yeah. I think you can say wrestling affected me in some way. It impacted me. Yes. <laughs> I love and this it. is I love exactly it. what wrestling should do. It. This the 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 emotions, the memories that are associated with it. This is how wrestling should feel. Um, you have you because you have these analytical, like hyper analytical fans of the product, and I'm just like, man, I just like to enjoy some good ass wrestling, mm-hmm. you know? Just just face value, you know? It's right. <laughs> yeah, I just man, there there. It seems like there's. Every, like there's there's things that I absolutely love. It's I had this conversation not too long ago. Uh, so the in most fandoms, the fans are simultaneously the best and the worst thing about any fandom. Oh, and I will give you and I will give and I will give you a perfect example. Uh, yeah. So when I when I was when I was uh, coming home from volunteering at the comic shop, I was wearing my button down Dragon Ball Z shirt, and we're talking like this was pre super saiyan goku on my shirt okay 
complete with the complete with the staff Very and all cool. that. And and so so when I was uh, when I was uh, coming home, uh, I was getting on the bus, and uh, this dude noticed my shirt, got really excited, showed me his super broly water bottle, and then proceeded to through the duration of the bus ride to tell me about an upcoming character in the manga that I had no idea about. Wait, so did he spoil you? you read, or was that the concern? Or, or was it just like, just like oh, we're best no, friends no, the cons- I'm just trying to understand right. the implication. The, the latter. Mm. So, so, so it's more it's more of like, you know, it's people associate... People who are really into a thing are not shy to let you know they are really into the thing. And they uh, they assume... That you are just as into the thing as you are. Right. And that can be a problem. Because, I mean, I've known plenty of people who are, like, closet gamers, right? Hardcore, sweaty. As soon as they get home, they're getting on World of Warcraft. They're going to Battlegrounds. They're ganking everybody. They're taking the loot. They're getting their their high-level gear, you know, whatever, right? And as soon as they go outside the door, they're not going to say a single word about any of these games. And if you happen to catch a clue Mm -hmm. because you see they have a tattoo from the Horde or something or, like, you know, you see something in the notebook, they're going to be like, hey, man, no, that's my little brother. They're going to play it off, right? Because they don't want people <laughs> to know, and, you know. But meanwhile, and I get I get why you bring this up because there are a lot of us that are very socially inept or socially uh, awkward or you know whatever term you want to use, right? Sure. Uh, and so it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, oh, you're like me. <laughs> you look way cooler than me, but you're like me, and, and it just turns into one of the. I, yes. I see it all the time. I, you know. Um, yes, it's yeah, and and, it and wrestling fans are are no different. Um, because, but you know, here's the thing. It's like the thing I will say about even those kind of wrestling fans is that they are loyal. Loyalty goes a long way, and that will that will, in a lot of cases, supersede like any of the the awkward bumps. Because I still have I still have from my old kaijudo days when I used to play kaijudo and force of will back in the old card shop. Uh, shout out to uh, Roadside Hobbies. Uh, unfortunately, another casualty of the pandemic. Rest in peace. Oh yeah, last year. Um, dude, last year's, last year uh, sucked. The, the statistic, the statistic of thirty percent of small businesses went down last year. You got to realize each one of those small businesses was somebody's dream. That was somebody's fire. You know, even if only mm-hmm. temporarily, burning out, and it sucks. Yep. it sucks to see the American dream kind of just completely go up in flames like that. For mm-hmm. so many, you know, food businesses, so many small businesses, arcades. For sure. I mean, hell, man, we had Arcade Infinity over here. It's gone. We had Super Arcade over here. It's gone. Um, yep. Yeah, it just it just sucks. Uh, I will say this it's, though: it's, Anime Expo this mm-hmm. weekend. It's always Fourth of July weekend. I am a huge old school fan of uh, of that, and I just feel like we can't have the conversation about awkwardness without talking about weebs. So shout out to my weebs. I see y'all. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Trust me, it's there gonna get go. better. It's going to get better. I'm proof. I'm you. Just trust me. So, there, there, there <laughs> so, you go. Um, yeah, I mean. That is that is motivational. I no, love that. No, it's true, though, because, like, I remember what it was like when I went to, like, my first anime expo, which was, like, back in, like, 2001, I think, around that time. I dressed up as Guts mm-hmm. from Berserk. It's freaking awesome. I had a fro. <laughs> I was Fantastic. just doing my thing. And it, it was at a time where 
you know, we didn't have as much of that. I mean, we had like, you know, forums and stuff to talk in, but we didn't really have the structure that we have in place now with like YouTube and like Twitter and Instagram. So sure. when you went there and you saw all these people who are literally frothing at the mouth for content, you know, anime, uh, bu buying the shirts, the gear, the games, whatever, and they're just as enthusiastic as you, it's like, oh man, okay, I'm really around my people. And so you know, I do know what that enthusiasm looks like but people still have to recognize that not all weebs are the same just like not all black people are the same just like oh, whatever other kind of people you know there's different types and different levels to it so correct yeah i'm not really sure I was going yeah and that, uh <laughs> oh no no that's it's it's perfectly fine there's like you know there there's a lot of different uh ways that that we could have absolutely taken this and uh what i was uh alluding to was uh like i said i'm not I'm not necessarily down with the clown, but one of my most loyal friends in the world is, and his loyalty has really gotten me through some stuff. And so, uh, shout out to my to my main uh, main down with the clown man buttons. Hey, and that's hey. what's up. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, like I said, he's a uh, loyalty will get you a long way. Right or die. Um, yeah, absolutely. Man. No, it's important. Yeah, um, I think that's one of those things that is lacking in our society in a lot of ways so i'll give you an example right like right now i'm mm -hmm. knee deep in stripe i'm not even going front bro i am just sweating like a madman in that game okay but mm -hmm. dragon ball fighters is has and always will be probably my favorite fighting game like of all time i love that game yeah uh, I think it's going to be my responsibility to continue to stream that game so people know that, yes, it's still out here. We're still out here. Oh. But, um, there you go. This is an example. But in general, in life, yeah. You know, I think... Sure. You, you kind of learn about pe how people really are when you're when you're down on your luck, right? I've mm -hmm. <laughs> personally, unfortunately, experienced this where, like, as soon as I was down, you know, got laid off a job or something, whatever, and you start seeing who's there to try and help prop you up or help you out or kick you while you're down, Right. Uh, you really, yep. really, really find out really fast. Um, and, uh, all I can say is, you know, keep that circle close. The people who, who are there for you in those moments, who actually give a Burning! shit about you in those moments, you know, part of my language, but those are the ones you should actually be investing your time and your efforts into uh, more so than anyone else. 100%. 100%, absolutely. Um, yeah, I... Uh... There's there's definitely uh there's definitely ups and downs um that uh that that go on in this uh funny little thing called life and especially in the last couple of years there has been uh, a wake up call to uh, to so many uh, uh societies and so many organizations like it's it 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 that could be a whole like podcast in and of itself the way that like the last couple of years has reshaped the fabric of how we perceive reality well i think it was but, a reality you know, check for a lot of people <clears throat> excuse me i think it was just you know for a lot of people they had to come to terms with the fact that maybe their relationship wasn't as strong as they thought or their mental health wasn't as grounded as they mm -hmm. thought or uh they weren't as needed at their job or whatever the case may be right i mean it's just a lot of oh yeah harsh harsh realities that we all had to come to terms with uh during yep. Um, the last year, and, and who knows what's coming in the future, right? So, mm -hmm. and that's why, like you know, I <clears throat> I just turned thirty six uh, last hey, month, and uh, I'm actually older. And than you. So, this is so cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, and that's and that doesn't happen that often because a lot of the people that I hang around with are usually younger. So yeah, um, age and ex- age and age and experience usually trumps youth, youth and enthusiasm. But um, I will say there are some some really influential like 22, 23, 24 year olds that I know personally that are hustling that are doing their own thing and I can't wait to see them set the world on fire. Um, you look at like even just the 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 pro wrestling scene up in Seattle. There's a uh, like a uh, um, Buddy Wayne's son, Nick Wayne. I think is like not even twenty, and he's he's like captain of the ship. He's nice. like flag bearer, like handling the responsibility the of making of sure a, that the scene you know, grows. Almost twenty year old, or not not so twenty, not even twenty year old. That's it's a lot of responsibility. So mm-hmm. that's tough. Yeah, I don't know what it's, that feels it's like. yeah, and it's like. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, like, all the scene that is, like, within their early to mid-20s that are going out there, and I will be the first one to say that they inspire me. I'm not even going to be shy about it. Um, like, the, the people that are, like, some of them half my age that are, that are, you know, kicking butt and taking names and doing what they're called to do, hats off to them. All of them. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Yes, so it's so it's just it's just super cool to see that, and so it's so super cool to see how a game like Dragon Ball Fighters has motivated you and inspired you so much, and the the follow up to that with um, Guilty Gear Strive as well. So um, just divulge with us for a second and tell tell us how a game like Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, inspires you and tell us about the things that makes Guilty Gear you know those two games in general how they leave such a lasting impression on you yeah well I think a big part of what, okay first of all I just saw what is that there's a freaking Gundam themed computer motherboard what, <laughs> what? Okay. oh okay I'm seeing okay. this on my screen right now so I just had to tell you because <laughs> it, it, I'm looking at it the dude's putting it together the whole thing is it's got a Gundam Freaking graphics card. It's got a water cooler. The whole case is going to be This is probably the coolest thing I've ever. Even the heat sink on top of the freaking CPU has a Gundam space. Okay, that, that's cool. Sorry, it's weeb moment. Uh, so no, no, that's, that's good. So that's good. Cool. So the, to, to your point, um, so the reason why Fighters is such a big deal for me is because the games that I probably play, spent the most time at the arcade and the most of my like money as a child, as a young child, as a young. A young teenager um was like marvel vs capcom i played a ton of specifically x-men versus street fighter marvel superheroes versus street fighter x-men children of the atom mm-hmm. like i i just lived at the arcade playing those games i just loved them and the only way to really get better at them was to go to the arcades to fight people there so yep i played those games constantly and at the same time um right before it got really big on um, cartoon network and they kind of did their thing with the dragon ball was something i had like heard about i would go down to chinatown over here in cali and I'd find randomly every once in a while like a trading card. And I'd be like, I didn't know what what their names were, I didn't know who the characters were. Everything was written in Japanese, so I had no idea who these characters mm-hmm. were, but they looked so cool to me. So I would collect the cards and start drawing them. And I was just trying to piece it together. In the early days of the internet, I finally got enough information to figure out who these characters were and what they were from. Mm-hmm. So I started finding out about the story. So like when I first heard about Dragon Ball, it was like this mysterious thing like you know why is this character's hair gold and like yep. why are his eyes green here but they're not here and you know whatever so 
um i got really into into like drawing anime at the time and uh, eventually started like collecting the show and watching the show um so i mean sure. obviously you know years and years later dragon ball fighters comes out and it's literally like my wet dream of a game <laughs> it's it's freaking it's marvel <laughs> right it's got 3v3 and it's not exactly marvel obviously but it's got 3v3 combat it's got you know the tag mm-hmm. mechanics it's got the freaking uh, assists combos you know the tod's it's all there right so mm-hmm. and plus it's dragon ball and it's not just right with dragon balls dragon ball z it's dragon ball gt it's dragon ball super it's all in there yep um so i think for me that's a big part of why that you know win lose draw whatever that game will just always always be um just like the the pinnacle the pinnacle for me not not execution wise or anything like that even though that game was way harder than people <laughs> give it credit for Oh yes, it is. <laughs> game is so easy. All you gotta do is just is just press light, 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 and it's like, well, yeah, you'll get a combo. You ain't gonna get the combo. <laughs> right. You know, I'm looking so, at combo videos and seeing the man. inputs, and I get cross-eyed. Yeah, a- anime hands, they fast. <laughs> anime <laughs> hands is fast, and that's what, so like leading into your other question, which was Guilty Gear. You know, I've been I've been playing Guilty Gear. Fight stick, no jutsu. Oh. <laughs> right. Um. Yep. You know, so Guilty Gear, I mean, I've been playing Guilty Gear, like, my, my whole life. I love these games. Um, I used to mm-hmm. bring them over to, like, the family get-togethers. I bring my PlayStation over and, you know, whoop on all my family and all that. <laughs> and then they got tired of it. And then uh, for years and years, I would always have my Guilty Gear games with me just in case someone had a console or something. And it was always the same thing. Hey, you ever heard of Guilty Gear? What's that? Hey, have you ever heard of Guilty Gear? What's that? I mean, literally, up until uh-huh. even a couple of years ago, I feel like people still were, like, before XR and Sign, people were like, what's Guilty Gear? I'm just like this right. is crazy. Y'all never. This is like one of the coolest games ever. It's always had the most unique characters. Even the Ryu and Ken of the game, Soul and Kai, have their own uh-huh. unique things about them, right? So it's not just the fact that like yeah, Ken had fire uppercuts and Ryu had more solid neutral gameplay, whatever. With Soul sure. and Kai, they're they're just radically different characters, you know. And mm-hmm. if you look at any of the other other people in the cast, Alba or zappa or testament or um, i mean oh, there's just so there's every character is just zany and different um bridget faust i mean the guy has a paper mm-hmm. bag on his head <laughs> and a giant yep. scalpel i don't know i just always thought it was really cool um so anyway moving forward to strive right so like the older games are definitely mm-hmm. more technical you can jump in and just get crazy like in most fighting games but at the highest level you're talking about like just frame type stuff so like uh, an example would be with kai if you wanted to cancel his throw you could do a roman cancel if you have 50 percent meter and then you can go into a full combo from your throw right but if you mm-hmm. actually canceled it on the correct frame you would get a blue roman cancel right. which only takes 25 percent tension so it's more efficient and you still get the same damage the full combo but you use less meter mm-hmm. now the reality is the vast majority of mainstream fighting game players they don't want to deal with that crap <laughs> they don't want to have to right. get on exactly the 17th frame or whatever you know they don't, they don't want to deal, deal with that so mm-hmm. with strive they've made it much more accessible you basically have three different types of roman councils there's purple ones which is during um the startup or recovery of a move red roman councils which is like during the hits done of a move so, uh or blue sure. roman councils if you're just during movement you just want to back up or uh, slow down time you can use these use meter for these things instead of supers but visually and th- this is what most people are going to care about visually the game is just mm-hmm. 
fantastic and even in 1080 if you don't have a 4k monitor doesn't matter <laughs> it looks gorgeous in 1080 the netcode is godlike you know unless you're playing on potato internet if both of you're on at least halfway decent internet no lag spikes and i fought people in canada people mm-hmm. on the east coast people in mexico people in japan japan i got i got i got some lag there because it's too far but basically anyone that's like on the same piece of earth as you you're pretty much gonna have a solid connection that's pretty good there great. you go yeah and uh the the thing that i immediately got the takeaway of is that not only it's it's Guilty Gear Strive, out of all of the entries for Guilty Gear, is uh, much more akin to the mantra of Texas Hold'em. It's easy to learn, but difficult to master. Um, and I would say that this has arguably the most entry-level, the most entry-level intrigue to, to, to get people, you know, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Mm-hmm. This is the game that... that on the surface looks to be the most enticing and the sales numbers show that yeah like what was sure. something re- something ridiculous like three hundred thousand in the first week yeah which is i think it was three hundred thousand just on pc i think that's what was crazy about it it wasn't mm-hmm. three hundred thousand total it wasn't three hundred thousand uh ps4 ps5 and pc it was like just on pc in the first week they sold some insane number of of um of copies I think a big part of what's gonna what's gonna keep it alive the longest is the fact that there's um, besides all the tournaments and stuff like that the in-game rank sure. system right so first of all the story is great story story mode was fantastic i enjoyed it and if you do play on steam you can use the steam link so you can just watch it from your tablet or your phone or whatever so when you're just you know being a potato you don't want to be sitting in your chair mm-hmm. you can watch the story but the rank mode has a tower right so think like sword art online if you've watched sword art there's like a tower and as okay. you go up each level uh the people get more difficult to fight right the highest level is floor 10 uh, as far as floors go and then beyond that's the celestial level or heaven um and then there's like a whole vip thing so you can stay up there it's it's a whole thing but the cool thing is if you're a high rank player you cannot go down to the lower ranks and bully which i think is really important because fighting game players are mean <laughs> okay you cannot <laughs> go more than two floors below your current level so like, i'm at floor 10 i can go down to floor nine that's it <laughs> floor 10 floor nine those are the two floors i can go to unless i get knocked down yep. and then when i get knocked down then i can go to the floor i'm at and the floor underneath it that's it unless you're playing casuals if you're playing casually then you can go wherever you want but if you're not playing casuals you're for your rank you have to play people that are at least at mm-hmm. the same floor as you or one underneath you um and that has so. been one of the most difficult nuts to crack for fighting games in general is dealing with uh dealing with newcomers trying to get into a game especially later on in that game's lifestyle mm-hmm. and then dealing with smurf accounts on top of that having those you know having those pro players that are wanting to get fresh experience and create other accounts this completely negates smurfing because it is correct me if i'm wrong it's almost like um it's almost like performance assessment a la killer instinct correct kind of so like the so there is an algorithm i'm sure because what you have to do before you go in online there's like this fight you have to do against soul against cpu version of soul depending on how you perform against him it determines what entry level it thinks you should be at but then depending on how you do against the people you fight in your first couple fights it's going to also either push you all the way up or all the way down so like for me it put me in at like floor i think like seven or something and then i fought like 
I don't know, two or three people, and then it was like, all right, you're going to floor nine. I was like, sweet. And then I got my butt kicked <laughs> right back down. You there know? you go. So, um, yep. But it doesn't completely negate smurfing. People, the people who are who tend to do that sort of thing, they just want to constantly fight, and people will duck you once you start getting really high level, or if you play polarizing characters. Um, sure. So part of I guess what I have to mention is the fact that there's a quick match system, and then there's like the floor system. So you're still in the floor system if you're in quick match, but the difference is it might match you with whoever else doesn't have anyone to fight against. Uh, so it might be someone from the lower floor, but you don't get to just go there, find them at the station, look at them and go, oh yeah, you look, you look weak and then fight them. That's not how it works. Right. But when right. you're in the floor system, you walk up to somebody and you go, Hey, I want to fight you. And then if they agree to the fight, then you fight. Um, and what I've been running into a lot lately, cause I played chip. Okay. And for the unindoctrinated, for those who don't know, chip is really, 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 really fast really fast like mm -hmm. super fast but he's got glass bones and paper skin he can't take a hit <laughs> man's got a glass jaw <laughs> he's just, he is he is the glass cannon he is the, uh, the, glass cannon the uh, sorcerer in uh D &D he terms. really can't yeah exactly he if he doesn't have a tank or somebody to protect him yeah no it's it's bad uh he just he can't he can't take damage so the only way playing chip works really well is if you have really good defense or you have insanely good offense and they never get a chance to test your defense that's about it right but sure. lately, because mm -hmm. the narrative, because you know how it is, there's always the meta, right? Like, soul, you know, nerf soul. That's the big thing right now, right? And then uh, May. Yeah. You know, if you play May, you're a toxic piece of trash, which, by the way, I don't agree with. I hate the character, but the character's in the game. Play the character, enjoy it while you can, because she's going to get nerfed eventually. Um, <laughs> anyway, the point I'm getting at is, right? So at the beginning, everyone was doing all their combos. Their combo videos the first week was on chip because it makes your combos look like they're stronger because he can't take no damn damage. So everyone, the right. first week, all these beginners who had never played uh, Guilty Gear before were like, oh, chip must be garbage, bro. All I've seen is videos of him just getting washed, bro. He must be trash. Mm -hmm. And I'm over here just sitting here like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. And then sure yep. enough, like about a week and a half later, now all the tier lists come out from japan and all of them are putting chip as the best character in the game tier one a mm -hmm. double s tier all this other crazy stuff and now people yep. are like oh chip's too good he needs to be nerfed and now i got people ducking me in rank they see me play chip and they walk away i'm like are you serious are you serious you just have to hit me i just want to play the Maybe game man <laughs> i just want to play the game man that's all i, I just want to play the game which is fine. I mean, that's in rank. People people will always rage quit in rank. They will always win quit in rank. Like, there's just certain behaviors you're always going to see because people care more about the points than they do about the experience. Yeah. To me, the points... It's, it is... I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was I was just going to say that uh, um, that that's, that's certain aspects of the fighting game culture that I don't necessarily agree with. I'm definitely more of the mantra of, and I know it's an unpopular opinion... I don't necessarily put as much faith in tiers because any any character can be beaten by any character for any reason, and just because you you always you also have this narrative of somebody that plays a good character they don't give the player credit they usually say oh it's because it's a They're good carried, character right or, yeah right I mean look the, it, LK LK actually talked about this because it is it is a big factor but like a lot of times early on especially in America when we make our tier list it's all about who is it easiest to do well with with as little effort as possible 
which would be like May sure. or Soul, especially May. You can literally just use the same button and get Dolphin or freaking, you know, the Anchor Swing or whatever, and you're, you're going to beat most people because they're not willing to block. So SSJ4 you know. Goku and Dragon Ball? Um, Which Goku? <laughs> the SSJ4. SSJ4 Goku? I don't think he's that. I don't think he's broken. I don't think he's broken. The only thing that's broken about him is the fact that he has that that ridiculous level three that will one shot you. But if you let him mm-hmm. let him charge it up, so like this is what most SSJ four mains are gonna do, right? They're gonna make you not want to fight them up close because he does have a really good up close game. So now you're gonna start trying to space him out and figure out a way to open him up. But while you're at full screen, okay. he's gonna just start doing his little taunt charge. Once he gets to level seven, now all he has to do is hit you one time and your character's nuked, right? So it forces yep. you to come to him, which is great for someone who doesn't like playing lame and doesn't want to deal with the you know people jumping around at full screen waiting for their for their assist to come back. That's sure. just boring. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 I appreciate you breaking that down because the 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 first impression of that was one shot level three and being able to based on how many hits are in your combo you get a dragon ball off of that. Well, yeah. Or like no, he had. He had another mechanic that was like his own and be able to be easier to get. So dragon his DP, balls, yeah? he has a DP, and for those who don't know what that means, it's a dragon punch, right? His uppercut or invincible reversal that looks like mm-hmm. a dragon ball exploding, basically, right? And every time he does that, it adds a dragon ball to the dragon balls that are at the bottom of the screen. But the dragon balls are shared, and that's what everybody forgets about. In true dragon ball yeah. fashion, you can collect all those dragon balls except for the last one, and they can get stolen, and then they get the last dragon ball, and they call the dragon. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that's the part that that's, people that's don't think about. You know, so there's more to it. It's not just oh, he can get Dragon Balls off a of DP. That's cheap. Yeah, or you can let him do all the hard work, and then you get just keep your meter, and then you get the freaking Dragon. There you go. And then you get to freaking. This is why it. you're the smart one. Who? Look, most of what I've learned, I'll tell you right now. Most of what I learned either through repetition, like Rockley, hard work and repetition, or because I was there lucky enough to know people who who really just have that higher level understanding and they were willing to break it down to me. And I try to do the same thing for other people. It's like, hey, look, somebody imparted mm-hmm. this knowledge to me. Now let me impart this knowledge to you. And then, hey, what you do with it from there, you know, that's your business. There you go. Um, there but you go. what you were saying about Guilty Gear and, and, and the entry level and all that stuff, I'll tell you what, it is a game that has, it's so open-ended because of the Roman Council system. It, it, it really does have just infinite potential for high-level play. But I do think that it also is simple enough at at just regular level play where people will just want to keep playing it over and over again that's why i think it's going to be around for a while that's that's very cool uh hypothetically do you feel that there is the potential of strive pulling a street fighter 5 where it is a completely different game from season to season i mean fighters isn't the same game that it was when it first came out when, when fighters first came out it it uh you could like combo supers into supers and that was like the meta if you didn't have a team that that could link supers into supers into supers into supers just dump meter then you weren't gonna yeah, dhc uh yeah dhc metas were like the thing that's how you figured out the synergy of the teams now it just seems like the rule book is completely thrown out the window well i mean point. with the current with the current sandbox and it's gonna change again because there's another patch coming they're gonna add like air guard cancels. Like they got rid of the snapback meta because you know most people just weren't happy about it. I wasn't happy about it. I didn't like snapback meta, but I get why sure. it was it was good because it was just like infinite oki basically, like mix up into mix up into mix up into you're dead. So, but mm-hmm. to, to answer your question, uh, for Guilty Gear, I would say I would I think the way that Arxis usually does things with Guilty Gear specifically, 
um they usually do a pretty good job balancing it like even now the game believe it or not is is pretty balanced with the exception of soul um who i still i don't mind like i you know, it, it is what it is um sure it's just that people have to they have to really use all of the defensive options that are there like one of the biggest mm-hmm. problems with street fighter 5 was that they didn't give us enough defensive options early on and they barely added the v-shift thing i don't know like what like six months ago or something um yeah you know so like mm-hmm. there just wasn't enough defensive options and so especially characters like claw or someone who doesn't have a reversal or chun Li, you were in a really bad spot and guilty gear even if you're a character that doesn't have a reversal like faust or eddie or whatever or zato excuse me um you mm-hmm. still have tons of options there's a, there's a fourth roman council i forgot to mention earlier which is the yellow roman council it's a defensive roman council which basically is like a like a guard council to use it while you're blocking while you're in block stuff sure um there's there's a faultless defense faultless defense increases pushback so while it technically makes you less safe uh, as far as on, on paper like the number on block i think it adds like two more frames of disadvantage the upside is it creates more space <laughs> so if they're you're in the corner mm-hmm. and they're just mauling you with block strings uh, looking at you ramathal <laughs> just mauling you with these block strings you can use a little bit of meter to faultless defense and pushes them back and if they're not ready for that and they whiff now you can whiff punish and now you're back in the game you're taking your turn back mm-hmm. see what i'm saying so to, but to answer your question i don't think it's going to change drastically i think they intentionally tend to make their guiltier game the, the way they, they want the game to be up front now will the meta change as far as like who the top dogs are yeah yeah there's always going to be buffs and nerfs so someone's going to come out the winner someone's going to come out the loser if you have two people playing the same sure. characters playing the same two people at the same skill level playing these different characters and this character is just higher on the tier list because it's a stronger character they're probably going to win because that kit's just better but like sure. you said, anybody can win with any character if they're good enough of a player to outplay the other person. It's just going to be mm-hmm. harder. They got to do more work. Yeah, and uh, you definitely touched on that for sure with uh, the way that characters do change uh, from season to season. Sometimes beginning of season to mid season and mid season to end season, because. First two seasons of Street Fighter, I had never seen such a shift in perspective for one character in Chun Li, because <clears throat> like the adjustments that were made, it was that was really. Oh, you mean hard like when people start figuring figuring out their gimmicks? <laughs> Is that what you mean? Like when people start realizing how they can stop, how they can stop. Well, it's 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 like or? the perspective of yeah, the perspective of oh, this character is really good. Oh, this character is trash. Oh, this character is really good again. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. And, th- and again, that's exactly why I don't put too much stock in the tier list. I want to figure it out as I go, but, you know, unfortunately, uh, sometimes, uh, the, the loudest majority are the, the loudest minority are the, the loudest and they affect the majority of opinions that you see. Yeah. But I do also think that it's important that, that all the voices are heard, right? Because the problem is sure. we have, you know, these high level players that certainly have a much, much, much better understanding of what's really happening in the game right absolutely mm-hmm. but i would argue that most of them don't know what's fun about the game for most normal people yes okay? and keep in mind i'm a decent level player okay but i have enough sense to recognize 
that if someone's just playing from the heart, they're just pressing those buttons like their life depends on it, and they're just mashing out that, that uppercut with yep. the can, mashing out their super. They're just trying to have fun. They just want to do something cool. When they want to hit their opponent, they just want to hit their opponent. And when they get counter hit, they're like, why? <laughs> you know, like they're not they're not sitting down strategizing every little approach, Correct. every little okey situation, and trying to figure out safe jumps. They don't care about any of that. They don't care about any of that. Mm-hmm. All they want to do is do something cool, punch somebody through a wall, light them on fire, electrocute them, whatever. You know, um, they just want to see some cool stuff. Fighting, yeah, fighting games That's should it. be about doing cool things, and that is exactly how I feel about pro wrestling, is that pro wrestling is a silly enough sport, why take it so seriously all the time? My The, the golden thing that I usually tell people to kind of broaden that perspective is, remember that Kenny Omega and Bastion Booger share the exact same squared circle. <laughs> so why take wrestling so seriously? I mean, it's no different than the Xbox versus PlayStation argument or whatever, right? Like, yeah. we all, <laughs> like, realistically, we all spend too much money on games, too much time playing games, and mm-hmm. we obviously love it so much that we're willing to, like, go to war over it, right? But the reality is, we all want to play the same games. And in fact... None of these conversations would even matter if more of the games we all like to play together, we could play together. Right. For example, with Apex, I can jump on Apex, and my friend can be on PC, I could be on Xbox, the homie could be on PlayStation, we could all get in the same lobby, talk in-game, play the game together. Problem Cross solved. Crossplay is unlocking so many... Problem solved is unlocking so many opportunities and is solving so many problems. That's why uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid is such a huge selling point right now. Mm. Because it's it's uh, it has like it other than PlayStation, which PlayStation still doesn't want to play ball in the cross. Yeah, which market. I don't understand because I've been a Sony fanboy my whole life, but mm-hmm. I don't understand some of their their choices. Um, one, I don't I understand why console exclusivity is important. So don't get me wrong; you have to have your flagship titles that are just for your console. It sells consoles fine. That's sure. business, okay? But mm-hmm. if it's a multiplayer game. And you want people to keep playing said multiplayer game, having more butts and seats means you can sell more content to more people. I don't mm-hmm. see how it's a bad business move. Make it make sense, Sony. I don't understand. Well, well, uh, we we got a little bit of perspective of that with the uh, with the Epic Fortnite and uh, Apple Bro, why lawsuits. Did they put Ryu, why did they put Ryu and Chun? <laughs> I mean, I love my fighting. Ryu and Chun are everywhere. So I'm glad. <laughs> Like I'm legitimately glad just because I I just love talking about fighting games like honestly so whatever sure but why it don't even make sense we got Ryu over here into an orange justice it's just I and, don't know and es- just... and especially the thing the thing that, that is like sense. I am most flabbergasted by is not even just the fact of their inclusion in Fortnite but there is a really good Shinkiro art that is done specifically showcasing. A smiling Ryu and Chung Li with Fortnite banana and other characters. First of and all, the art is so good. They should have went with the bearded Ryu. You know what I'm saying? Why mm-hmm. didn't we get bearded Ryu? Look, there was girls there's, be thirsty there's too. a mobile. Actually, it ain't even just girls. Let's be honest, it's 2021, right? But I'm just saying, like, you mm-hmm. know, where's mm-hmm. the bearded Ryu? What were they thinking? So here's so here's the funny thing. I saw a video not too long ago where bearded Ryu is in a battle royale mobile. That is not Fortnite, like a Korean-based one. I'll have to see if I can find the video. But yeah, dude, it's bearded mobile Ryu games are that so one. much better than ours. They're just better. Mm-hmm. They're just better. Mm-hmm. There's just no. I'm still, I'm, I'm still mad that we never got the uh, Mega Man MMO that was in Korea. 
You know, there was one, um, shoot, what game was, oh, Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter had an MMORPG overseas. I wanted to play that bad. Well, badly. (laughs) I don't speak bad English. So, I wanted to play that badly. And unfortunately, we just never got it over here. And uh, this is before we got Monster Hunter Rise and all the other cool Monster Hunters we have now, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. It was pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Nice looking game. Well, we have well, we have uh, very firmly established your love for anime and your love for fighting games yeah. and everything Dragon Ball, and uh, we dabbled a little bit in uh, in your uh, re- pro wrestling as an influence to you. What about outside of the realms of your interest? What is it that drives you in your day to day life? What drives me? Um, well, everyone's got to eat. <laughs> everyone's gotta eat you're right no but realistically speaking you know i'm um i'm obviously a hardcore gamer and all that but that's mostly by night by daytime i am a father and a husband and um, i got six pairs of eyes looking at me all the time with all their wants needs expectations (laughs) um Mm -hmm. so I, i think a big part of what drives me um as far as just like at a base level uh, motiv- motivating me when I don't feel like getting up and going to work or when I just want to just hit this new sure. button is knowing that, that you know, that there's a lot of people uh, relying on me. Now, that being said, mm-hmm. though, I would say um, just as far as like intrinsically, you know, I'm getting a little philosophical here, but <laughs> as far as intrinsically, I just love learning. I think it's a big part of why I enjoy fighting games because there's, it's, mm-hmm. there's just always something to learn. There's always something to learn. Um, you never really just have complete understanding. There's always going to be some kind of interaction or something that happens. You're like, Whoa, what was that? Why that happened? And you go back and you delve into it and try to recreate sure. the scenario and break it down and figure it out. So, um, you know, like if I was rich, I'm pretty sure I would just, um, like if I didn't have to worry about that motivation of getting money, basically, um, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I would just um, spend a lot of time teaching other people whether it be fighting games or how to make money themselves or whatever sure because you learn a lot about yourself when you're teaching other people that's the big thing i've learned um it almost almost sounds like a selfless thing to to, to teach others but it really it really isn't it really isn't like the whole better to give than receive there's actually something to that sure there's something to it you know that's that's a that's a, a very noble answer and i uh I do appreciate that. It definitely, you definitely strike me as that uh, very um, philanthropist scholar sort of role, uh, almost like a sage of knowledge. Always learn more. And uh, definitely, um, when when people are open to what they, you know, you don't know what you don't know, but understanding that there's plenty that we don't know. Look, perfect example. You want me to to blow your mind right now? What's at the bottom of the ocean? What is at the bottom, at the bottom of, the of the ocean? Uh, I mean, technically, we don't know because there's that dark matter. That's my point. There, the there are ocean, depths yeah. to which we cannot reach, mm-hmm. which means there is understanding we have not gained about what's on this earth. That's exactly why I take to heart. Ne- we don't even know what's yeah. here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The crash like- might be down there, dog. I don't <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like I think like, I think somebody said that there's like we only know like ten to thirty percent of the species that we know, which are mostly surface dwelling. There's a whole legion of unknown species that we haven't discovered 
that are right in the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's terrifying. You know, like it, it is. It's a very. <laughs> it's a very ominous. And it's like more more than that. You have um, deep ocean creatures, and then on the um, on the microbial level, like when like the things that we look at under a microscope is just the tip of the iceberg of what exists within that world. Yeah. Which is which is fascinating. And exactly why, like, you know, I, I... You know, even though I'm at where I'm at right now, I don't settle because Neil deGrasse Tyson's mantra reminding you to keep looking up, I look up all the time, even the most mundane places, and it's like, I wonder how I can get up there. Or I wonder what the view from up there looks like, because you're always you always got to be looking up if you want to drive yourself to succeed. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, personally, in my in my experience, um, people who are really driven tend to be so distracted with their current focus that they forget to mm-hmm. stop and just look at what's happening right now or see how far yeah. they've actually gotten. This kind of goes back to what you were saying about how most competitive pop <laughs> my son um most competitive people not just fighting games but competitive people uh with the exception of those who are just you know, extremely narcissistic or just extremely confident mm-hmm. because they have a reason to be or whatever tend to not take the um compliment well they don't understand it because they all they can see is their mistakes we're really talking about exactly. like perfectionist type specifically they, all they can see mm-hmm. is their mistakes they can't sure. see they can't see it the way they can't see themselves the way you see it but i think it's yes. important super important in life in general to have those moments i don't think you should live in the past because for a lot of people myself included there's not always the best effect of burning it happens mm-hmm. life kicks you you know tears you up you can be bitter mad you know pissed off or you can go okay let me look back learn the lessons i could learn from that Okay, cool. Now, hey, you're doing better. Cool. Hey, you got some success. Great. Okay. Take a moment. Sure. Give yourself an accolade. Get yourself mm-hmm. something nice. You deserve it. Treat yourself. Why not? Treat cool. yourself. Right? Yeah, for but sure. But then, continue to focus on what you need to do moving forward. That's where I think yep. a lot of people mess up. Realize that in the moment, hey, I did do something cool. Good for me. Give yourself yep. that accolade. Why not? Or not? Maybe actually is not the right word, but like whatever. You know, give yourself that that reaffirmation. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Okay. But that's then, that's, that's honestly been uh, one of the hardest things for me personally. So like, there's a there's a few select group of people that I uh, uh, that I talk to, and uh, you are certainly one of them that I pick your brain from time to time about things. Um, yeah. That like getting getting that uh getting that reaffirmation of like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm doing okay, and then you know people like you it's like you're doing the best that you can right now so it's so it's it's really hard to just kind of accept that from time to time it's like you hear it but having those words sit with you is kind of the it's kind of a, a difficult challenge for no personally. dude i get it i i actually do get what you're saying because there's some mm-hmm. there's certain compliments that i literally don't know what to do like i'll hold it in my hand if it was a physical object i'll hold it in my hand for a while and wait till they're not looking i'll put it down on the ground because <laughs> I don't know what to do yep. with it. You know what I mean? Like, I get what you're saying. Yep. You can hear it, and you can hear it, but it doesn't matter unless you actually receive it, you digest it, it, you know, it becomes a part mm-hmm. of you, like you actually truly get, and it resonates with you. If it doesn't, mm-hmm. 
it, I mean, it's kind of just words, right? Exactly. You know, so sometimes though, like exactly. you said, it has to come from the right person to the right source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might mm-hmm. not be a person. It might be a, it All might right. be a dog. Maybe a dog comes up to you. I don't know if you have pets, but like my point is, like a dog or something comes up to you, and for whatever reason, you're just having the shit day. Every person, every human you walked in, you interacted with that day was just not nice. It's <laughs> just a bad day. Mm-hmm. And you get mm-hmm. home. And then your dog is just like wagging their tail. Cause I love dogs. I'm, I'm a dog. Yep. <laughs> and your dog comes over and they're wagging their tail. And they're like, my human, my human. And it's just, and, it, and it's all better. It's all better. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's all it takes. For sure. Everyone's different. For sure. So kind of, kind of piggybacking off of that for a second. Um, I know that there's going to be, uh, a few, uh, father figures that are uh, listening to the podcast. So what has been the most rewarding thing for you for being a father and a family man the most rewarding or the biggest takeaway mm, i think i think a big part of it is their their own person like literally as soon as soon as, out the gate <laughs> they're their own person mm-hmm. but you start to see how the values you tried to place in them or the knowledge that you've given them, you know, whatever the case, right? You start sure. to see how it takes shape and takes form, how they utilize it and weaponize it, use it in their own way. They make it their own. That mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. It's like it's there's something just um, special about it. Um, I'll give you an example, and this is not what sure. I'm talking. When I, when I say this, what I just said, I'm talking about stuff like you know teaching them how to tie their shoes, teaching them how to, you know, ride a bike, that kind of stuff, right? But the other day, my son wanted to play Strive, so I'm like, all right, let's play, right? I'm thinking he's just going to be mashing or whatever. How do I block? Oh, you press away from your opponent. Oh, so I press left. I was like, well, no, if I'm on this side, you press right. Oh, okay. And now he's blocking. I'm like, okay, well, do you know how to block low? No. Okay, hold down back. Down back? Yeah, back away from my character. Okay. And he does it. This guy is four years old, dude. So I'm like, hmm. Let's see how far we can go. <laughs> I was like, hey, check out this cool attack I can do. I'm using Kai at the time. Throw a stun in. Sure. You know, Hadouken, Fireball, right? Uh-huh. Oh! How'd you do that? Oh, it's easy. You just down forward the slash button, this button, triangle. I can't do it. Yeah, you can. I pick up his controller, I show him. See, look, I do three in a row. See, it's easy. Okay, so I can't do it, but you're doing it. So it's, it's possible. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then sure enough, Give it like another fight or two. He's throwing stunted. I'm like, yo, this is go. crazy, bro. <laughs> it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but I don't know. Like, I guess those. Um, it's it's got to be so just, rewarding. Just be, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's, just, it's really. If you see the gears, you can see their little gears turning. Yes. It's the same thing when you teach them anything, man. Math, reading, whatever. It's just when it clicks yeah. and they get it and you realize that you helped give them that knowledge, even though it's their knowledge now and it's their mind and they're going to do with it, what they're going to do with it. Yep. Um, so it's not me taking the credit. It's just more along the lines of me just feeling empowered by empowering them. That's exactly, very, that's what it is. I, empowering my children is probably the most rewarding part of my job. The only downside is <laughs> they got a mind of their own. <laughs> So, uh, I have it's to, a double-edged sword. It is. It is because I want them to. I want them to express themselves, but I also need them to understand authority. You know, they can't be going. You know, my kids are, are half black. They can't be going out in these streets when they're grown 
talking to cops any mm-hmm. kind of way they want, right? You know, for an example, just to give you an example, sure. right? So it's important that they understand that, yes, I want them to be assertive. I want them to, to be leaders. I want them to, to have a mind of their own and thoughts of their own, but they also need to understand, you know, their place. They need to know if they have a boss or a supervisor, or if there's mm-hmm. a cop or whatever, that they need to understand how to navigate through those uh, situations safely. Yep. You know, it's, it's imperative. It's imperative. It's unfortunately, something I, it's a conversation I can't afford not to have with my kids. It's what my parents do with me. <laughs> yep. You know, 100%. So, um, 100%. I, yeah. I totally, like I, like I said, it's, it, especially because it is such a, a cultural thing. We've, we've had um, brief conversations about this. It's like, I can't, I can't 100% understand, but I empathize with the 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 struggle and the 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 responsibility no, I know that you it do, takes man. I know to you, have I know those. you so yeah. I know I know how you are man you, you got one of those bleeding hearts man <laughs> not in a bad way it's just you know you you feel you feel other people's pain I do um and mm-hmm. I I would never even question that for a second so I I appreciate that um before we wrap things up it's uh I I may have uh briefly divulge this with you but uh i i have a little tradition with first-time guests uh that come on the show um did you ever see uh inside the actor's studio with james lipton have i ever seen what inside the actor's studio no so uh it was a it was a show on uh amc uh uh james lipton may you rest in peace he would actually bring people from uh stage and theater and movies uh and he would and he would have um like one-on-one discussions with um there was a, a prominent uh theater it sounds lit uh, it sounds lit bro i actually was the i was one of those kids that that was in the theater classes uh believe it or not so yeah <laughs> i love i love so, um, drama people were drama but they were cool man cool people yep uh yep so it was uh it was taped in the Michael Schimmel Center for the Arts at Pace University in New York. And How do you remember uh, that? <laughs> you you have some interesting knowledge in your brain, bro. Like for real, that's so. Hey. The, the reason we're bringing we're <laughs> the reason we're bringing that up is uh, I'm actually going to be um, at the end of every interview. Uh, he has the same ten questions that he has. I'm going to repurpose like one or two of them just because of some of the connotations that they may present but i'm going to use the model of behind the actor studio their closing questions uh and again these are these are not you know you don't have to linger on them too long just something that comes to your mind as long as it's not a psyche valve i'm down bro (laughs) no it's not it's it it is it is the most mundane. However, you want to interpret it, this is what we're doing. No, but, uh, I, I had a secret clearance in the military. Like, I, I, I just think it's funny because I've, I've been through those processes and they suck. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so I, yeah. I get it. I get uh, it. It's, it's, it's no pressure whatsoever. Oh, man. Whatsoever. Let, let, let it rip. All right. Let's go. All right, Lee. What is your favorite word? My favorite word. Oh, that's an issue. Not necessarily curse word. Just favorite word. <laughs> I'll probably say food, honestly. Food, food is a good I word. Love food, food from every country. What type of what type of uh, what type of emotions does food elicit to you? It does feel like a psyche ball. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, joy, obviously, right? I mean, 
food. Sure, sure. I, I, I mean, everyone has to eat. I get it. Not everyone has to enjoy eating the same way. I enjoy eating. Like, I, I, at one point, I thought about streaming myself just eating food just to see, you know, what they call it, mukbang or whatever. I was like, I wonder if people would, would, would watch me eat food. And I was like, you know what? That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Food is a good word. Food is a good word. Um, on the opposite end, le- what is your least favorite word? Least favorite word? Mm. It will probably be lose. L O S E. Every time I see that word on my damn screen, I'm mad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and then my kids go, hey, dad, did you lose? Oh. <laughs> like, oh. You heard him say you lose. Why are you asking me? You already know. <laughs> Just putting the salt on the wound there. Oh, putting oh salt goodness. on the salt on the salt in the wound. Oh, the salt on the salt. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that is such a <laughs> Bro, bad it hurts. word. It hurts, right? <sighs> Don't get me wrong. You got to take out. It's just part of the process. But sure, yeah, it's sure. probably I I I genuinely um I think I hate losing when I know I could have won. That's what pisses me off. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just that was stupid. That was dumb. Mm-hmm. I could've won. And now I lose. Lee, what turns you on? <laughs> wow, that's random. Um uh, it's it's the template to, to every show for nah, man, that's cool. I mean, if you ask my wife, yeah. she'd probably tell you a big button a smile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, or let's 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 rephrase it. What makes you feel good? Mm, I don't know. Adrenaline. I'd probably say adrenaline's a good thing. I mean, adrenaline's really good thing for sure. And there you go. I play yeah. chip. I put it all on the line. They know I'm crazy. As soon as I step this way, the mm-hmm. fool cannot be sane. He can't. He has no health, and he's running at me like a like a rabid parakeet. It doesn't mean. <laughs> yep. Just, he doesn't care. I got no health. I got nothing to lose, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make mm-hmm. me feel alive. <laughs> a parakeet. I don't know why a parakeet. That was just, just absurd. I'll go for something absurd. So. Dude, I watched I watched a, a quick play video. There's a new game out called Skatebird, and that I want to get my hands on. Is it on, on Steam? Steam has the coolest random indie games. Is it on Steam? It does. So good. Um, so on the on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, what turns you off, or and put it another way, what doesn't make you feel good? Hmm. I would probably say mundane conversation. Like, you know, like, when you have to go to, like, a meeting or yes. some crap that you just don't want to go to or watch a freaking, mm-hmm. um, um, what do you call those web- web-based trainings? I hate that crap. I can't yep. say They're just talking and talking and talking, and they know damn well you don't want to hear none of what they're saying, but you have to listen because you have to remember it because there's a test at the end. Yep. Yep. I just can't do it. Yep. Yeah, it's I. I have uh, one of the reasons that I appreciate wrestling so much is because of the authenticity that you are presented. Because in in my in recent years, lack of authenticity has just been such a turnoff for me personally. So yeah, as I, it as I it should be. Um, I mean, don't get yeah. me wrong. In a, in a real society, right, and especially like in the workplace and stuff like that, 
there there has to be at least some kind of a line that you tow, right? Or at least um yeah. you know, like there's just certain things I ain't gonna say to my boss. Like I'm sorry, I don't care how cool we are, there's just certain things I'm not gonna say to my boss. I'm just not right. <laughs> I wanna keep my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But mm-hmm. but that being said, yeah, being authentic is 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 mad important. It's mad important. Um, you know, a big part of how my whole platform has been built is pretty much the whole idea for me is like, hey look, this is what I'm about, this is who I am. Um, so I'll give you an example. Like I run a relatively PG stream, right? And I, I am a fighting game player. And yeah, pop-offs happen and stuff, whatever. But for the most part, I try to run it pretty PG. And for like the first like three years, people were like, "Well, I'm gonna leave then. You're never gonna, you're never gonna make it big. People aren't gonna want to be around you." I'm like, "That's fine. That's fine. I'm trying to make something that I can show proudly to my mama. I can show it to my babies. You know, my family. There you go. I want to make sure it's something that, that that's authentically me." And that I can stand behind. And if you can't get behind that, that's fine. There's literally a billion other channels you can go to where you can show your ass, do whatever you want to do. But you can't exactly. do it here. That's, that's, <laughs> ex- that's, ex- and, that's exactly why with uh, with any of my streaming content, you know? I say, I know you have a lot of choices. And thank you for at least choosing this one. Because there are so many choices oh, out there. Oh, heck yeah, bro. Everybody, everybody trying to get active right now. Luckily, we kind of got it in front of it. You know, I think the runners always going to be people who are there before us. You know, but. I, I oh, feel like course, yeah. um, it's just it's funny to me because literally like you know five six years ago I had people going, dude, what are you even doing? Like you a grown ass man? Like what are you doing, bro? Like what, what is this just streaming? What's that? And now that I got the same people hit me up. Like, hey, bro, can you help me um, figure this out? Exactly. Hey, bro, exactly. can you um, do you know how this works? And that's, you know, I'm like, hey, that's in the past. I'm not even gonna trip about how you shaded me. I didn't forget though. <laughs> right. Right, because you, know, you always yeah. remember. You always remember. But it is what it is, man. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Lee, uh, you're, you're, yes, absolutely. Lee, what sound or noise do you love? Mm. That would be the sound. Actually, I'm not even going to say the sound. I'm going to make the sound. You're going to make the. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Mm. The sound of mashing buttons. Mm. Oh no no, not mashing. <laughs> well, sometimes sometimes you gotta mash. Look, I'm thinking. High level clinking, players mash. Don't clinking. ever let mm-hmm. them make you think they, they mash them with their whole chest, with their heart. <laughs> <laughs> They're mashing, bro. Don't let them think that they all. Don't let them make you think they all scientists. They're not. They're not. They're mashing just exactly. like you, bro. <laughs> you just sure, want to hit buttons. Sure. At the end of the day, high level players tell everyone to block. But what are they doing the whole time? Pressing buttons. They just know Pressing when. Buttons. <laughs> but yeah, this thousand percent music to my ears. Some people probably can't stand the sound. I love it. That's why they have silencers on those little uh, on the little Sanwa buttons. And Sanwa like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like I get it, but also why? It doesn't feel it doesn't feel the same. Like they're cool. Don't get me wrong. And when my kids were really 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 little, like infants, I actually had those yeah. buttons because I was trying mm-hmm. to be like not as loud with my buttons. I will tell yeah. you this though. You want the tech? If you decide, you know, you know what, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make a run at this tournament bracket for whatever reason. If you jump into a bracket, people yep. do ear hustle buttons. They do it on they Discord do. too, honestly. But yeah, y'all think you slick. You're not slick. <laughs> they be like, hey, get on voice, get on voice. Why? So you can so you can tell when I'm trying to wake up DP. You're not slick. Okay. But that right. being said, right. at tournaments, mm-hmm. people do listen for buttons. So there's mm-hmm. two different sides to this coin. One, you could use silent buttons. And then they're still going to hear it a little bit, but they won't be able to hear it as well because it's so loud there. The other option is 
keep your regular buttons, but have a button that's not mapped to anything and just tap it when you're actually just blocking. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> and then they think you're going for a button, so then of course they block, and then you just throw them away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if they're gonna do that, then I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna be a step ahead of them. Exactly. Straight exactly. Up. You gotta do it, bro. Lean. What noise or sound do you hate? <sighs> you know, I think if you asked me this question six years ago, I would have a different answer. Okay. But now after uh after having sired two young ones. <laughs> sure. I sure. Think I can uh-huh. honestly say this is gonna come off I think some people's gonna come off wrong. They're like, what what's wrong? Don't you, that's an innocent little bit No, crying. I can't stand there's something I don't know if it's in mm-hmm. my DNA as a man or what. I hear crying, I'm like, bro, I'm gonna just go up on the roof and just fix the roof or something. I'm gonna go work on the car. Something I got mm-hmm. I can't I can't do it. The crying, the crying, the crying. I can't. It just drives me. Mm-hmm. Tail, can you not right now? I'm complaining about about y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, so I mean, honestly, if I was gonna say a, a sound that I hate, it, it probably is just crying. I just can't. It's just maybe it's just because he, there's yeah. There's... See, even my wife's saying she's saying the same thing, right? My still saying the same thing right now, right? <laughs> it's just it like great. It's like if someone took a cheese grater to my ears, that probably would feel better. But the difference. You know, but- it's a specific kind of crying. Well, well, yes. like uh, when the twins are crying, yeah. that doesn't bother me because it's like, okay, you literally can't it's talk. Not, you're just, you're just. It's not baby crying. You gotta get that straight. It's not like baby. No, it's spoiled like entitled tantrum crying. Tantrum crying. That, yeah, that. Yes. I'm not getting what I want, not what you need, what you want, mm-hmm. the way I want it. Mm-hmm. Kind of crying. Preach. There you go. I. <laughs> it's not baby. I 100% crying, appreciate crying. that. I'm hurt. And, Toddler crying, I'm hurt, is different than tantrum crying, toddler, you know, all that kind of stuff. Man, you're just breaking it down. <laughs> you're I, thesis on I this? love this. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, she ain't lying about that. Dude, we, we might get your wife on with you next time. That's look, man, wonderful. look, she won't show her face, but she will use her voice. So, I mean, oh, yeah. don't don't give her a platform, my boy. You might get more. You might be biting off. Look, I'm trying to tell you. Wait till tell you. Don't trust a big butt and a smile. But you ask me what I like. There you go. So <laughs> we keep it authentic, my G. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, we could do something like that. It could be fun, right? Oh, that'd be so cool. Uh, a couple more questions, real quick. Leet, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? What profession, man? I've I've actually worked a lot of professions, and that's not to make mm-hmm. it sound like I've um, been through a lot of jobs. It's just I have a lot of. A, a tuition in the school of life <laughs> sure 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 you know? that's fair so, uh-huh but if it was one that i haven't done that i think just looks cool or sounds fun hmm, that is a really good question I, i've always um i've always really liked computers i mean obviously you know elite like you know i've always just been into uh-huh. that kind of mm-hmm. stuff so i think mm-hmm. um something like Something along the lines of that would be pretty cool. Like, um, not a hacker, but like a security analyst, like the opposite of that, like a okay. white hat. You know, I think that'd yeah, be yeah. Cool. That would the be Gandalf really cool. of the the hack sphere. You know? <laughs> yes, wonderful. Um, on the opposite of, on the opposite end of that coin, what profession would you not like to do? 
Probably being a grave digger. I think <laughs> I think digging mm. digging graves sounds pretty freaking awful. Um, mm. Sounds like I mean, you know how it didn't take me but three seconds to come with that answer. Yup. <laughs> um, yeah, I put some thought into that one. I think that is that is one job that I would genuinely um, disdain. I think I would wake up every day. Um, yeah, and it, it just it just feels like it feels like the at the when you're very first getting into it the heavy burden of the responsibility that you have for it and then like the conditioning for doing it for years you've got to change into a completely person a different person at that point i mean there's a few factors to it one is the fact that you're around bodies which sucks right and then two mm-hmm. you have to you have to consider the fact that i mean it's a necessary job someone has to do it People sure. live and people die. It's part of the mm-hmm. circle of life, you know. And I'm not shrugging mm-hmm. as in like, oh well, people die. Like that's not what I mean. I mean it's you know, it's just it is it is part of reality. So mm-hmm. you know, even though it's a job that I don't want to do, uh, that I think I, w- I would I would absolutely just hate. Um, there is someone who has to do that job. Exactly. Uh, in fact, I had a, I did have a friend who was um. He was in um, not cremation, but embalming. Embalming. Him and his wife had their own. Oh, business. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super mm-hmm. cool. Like cool, super chill, down to earth, like salt of the earth, normal people. And I say normal in the sense of just like you would just never know that that was their um, how they how they paid their bills. How they, yeah, <laughs> they paid yeah, their it wasn't like. But then one it wasn't day, like you were chilling me. out with. Yeah, it wasn't like you were chilling out with Paul Bearer and he was just oh advertising that he was a mortician. Yeah. Ah. ah. Hey, what you call a what you call a chemical with a bad attitude? I don't know. What do you call a chemical with a bad attitude? An amino acid. Oh ah, snap! Ah, ah, Got him! Ah. <laughs> I had to do it too, bro. Uh, love it, love it, <laughs> dad love jokes. Yeah. Uh, lastly, and this is this is strictly by coincidence because of the answer that you gave prior. I don't know if you're a religious man, Leet, but if heaven exists, what would you like to hear your God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done, um, my good and faithful servant. <laughs> Notice that I is, had that, that answer is... in three seconds. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, because um, that is that is the go-to. That is the go-to. It probably is. I mean, look, uh, the reality is when we all die, because that is at least currently um a fact for all of us until they figure out how to make nano machines or something else that <laughs> keeps us alive mm-hmm. forever um mm-hmm. and keeping in mind that you can't quantify the concept of a human soul and this that and the other if it even exists blah 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 right sure. point i'm getting mm-hmm. at is when we die we'll find out who's right and that's pretty much how i look at it. <laughs> i ain't gonna tell nobody else sure. how to live their life what to do with their body what to do with their mind what to do with their soul their spirit See, you know, I see you. I see you. <laughs> okay. I see you, okay? Nothing escapes you. You are not Drax. Okay. I mean... That's a multi-level. It's like, is that, was that a compliment or not? <laughs> that was dumb. As a, he's strong, but he was dumb. Um, do, 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 you think, do you think that I'm capable of backhanded shade? Of course you are. <laughs> I know I know what community you're a part of, my friend. Of course I know you're capable. And this is why I told you you're gonna borrow more than you can chew because this one she'll, now, she'll now, dance, hold on. She'll dance circles. No, no, no. She'll dance circles around you, my guy. You not ready. Oh, you're right. That's, I'm not. That's why I'm retired. <laughs> 
just tell you that's her department. I do. I sure. do all of my all of my um, thinking out thinking my opponents on the field in the in the fighting game sphere. When it sure. comes to the talking circles around people, that, that, that's her department. Mm, she's got you. See, bro, bro, you won't realize she burned you until like tomorrow. And you'll be, <laughs> you'll be just like, do, 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 make my sandwich. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Is that what she meant? <laughs> no, nah, she didn't mean. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm not even kidding, bro. I learned so much. I, I learned so much uh, about how to, how to um, just throw uh, involuntary shade or unintentional shades. Uh, or intentional, well disguised shade. <laughs> yes, really, the really Fifty understand. Shades of Shade. Fifty Shades of Shade. <laughs> yeah, man, Dude. that's one thing I will say. Um, you know, some people are just better at it. Than truth. It's true. Hundred percent yeah. truth. Lead. I want to say thank you very much for joining me on this uh, this edition of the Renegade Roundup podcast. It was wonderful to pick your brain about everything fighting games and anime and diving a little bit into the passions that you love and the things that drive you. And uh, I want to say just, again, I, I've learned a lot from, from our conversations that we have had, and I welcome the opportunity to do this again in the foreseeable future. Dude, you know me. So if I can make it happen, I'm here. Um, I'm humbled that you even asked me. So uh, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for having me. I say first and foremost, mm-hmm. even though we at the end. You know what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Words are hard. I get it. <laughs> words go. Um, thank words, you for, words go. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. Um, you know, you and me go go pretty far back at this point. I feel like, you know, at this point, uh, yeah. established a pretty pretty good um, relationship or friendship. Or it's, it's like we've, we've gone it. through some things. It's been a minute since our first encounter. It's like yeah, that's man. just starting to process right now. And this I mean, man, this yeah. man, this man's name is, is Soul. He goes by Soul, but he ain't playing Soul and Strive right now. Soul's the strongest character. Go in there, claim your character, and enjoy your plus <laughs> frames while you can, my guy. I'm just you saying. Know- I'm just you know saying, the bro. you know the biggest irony is that even though I am named Soul, I have always been a Kai main. Oh, that's actually funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's yeah. I have always that's since cool. since okay. the since the Midnight Carnival days, I have always been a Kai main. Kai is actually not the best character in Strife, but he is underrated. Check out Kizzy K. Check out Kizzy K's Kai. Okay, Kai is actually mad mad good. Um. But uh, I too actually am a kind of man. You know, I was telling you about the the Roman cancels on the throne, so that lets you know yep. I know mm-hmm. a little bit about the character. But, um, yep. but I also play Biken. Yep, yep. Um, I see the Biken. Uh, real rep, person who go. actually plays Biken. I don't just talk about the character. You know, I hope. I honestly right. hope. Just you know, as while I'm over here, while we're just over here talking about our passions and stuff, I hope sure. they make Biken rough. I hope they make her rough. Ooh. You know what I'm talking about? Because Biken yes. in XX, you know, that Biken is not the yes. same Biken that we got in XR. Like, she's, like, kind of rough around the edges, but they gave her, like, these tickles. Running! Which I'm not mad at. But I felt like I her personality either. wasn't as edgy. You know, like, in the old games, yeah. you even talked to her, she's ready to cut your head off. Like, she just did not play none of it with nobody. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to touch nobody. She had one... Mm-hmm. One track mind, revenge, that was it. You know? Yep. She was cold. And I like that about her character. And I'm yes. kind of mad that they didn't do that in Xard. And I really hope that when, because they are going to bring her back, mm-hmm. I really hope they that will. they do it correctly. Give her the personality mm-hmm. that she originally had. Yep. It is, uh, 
It is uh, that time where we uh, put the plugs out. Leet, where can we find you on oh, the socials? It is the fun part. I keep it real simple nowadays. So it's the same name, Leet underscore city, L-P-3-T underscore city. Type that into Twitch, Twitter, um, PlayStation, whatever you're going to find me. So, Because yep. um, branding is important. Yeah, just hit me up. Uh, I mean, here's the big thing. I think a lot of people are intimidated by fighting games, and I get why. If you find yourself wanting to play fighting games, but you're not sure where to start, go to my Twitter chat, type an exclamation point glossary, and then the fighting game term that you heard us say today that you didn't understand, and it'll give yep. you a link that will actually take you to information on it. Um, yeah. The, the, the resources are... The, the resources are out there and it is arguably more accessible than it has ever been because there is such a plethora of knowledge oh there's uh, almost to too much better. there's almost too much man. almost too much mm-hmm. i have so much tech that i know of that i i haven't even had time to lab or practice or, or trying sure. to match it's there's just there's so much and the best part about strive is i want to learn every character i legitimately think every character is just cool every character that's is so very cool, cool. It's awesome, and that's and that's and that's the that's the way that fighting games should make you feel is that that sense of discovery and the sense of wanting to learn more, not feeling like you have to. Right, which All is right. why I stopped playing five. No offense if you guys are fans of five. <laughs> I'll play you offline. You can watch my Nikali. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> yes, I still play yep. Nikali. Um, but yeah. Yep. <sighs> Uh, I just don't, if, I'm just gonna start getting angry. I'm not gonna do it. We will, right? We will, we will, uh, we will save that for uh, interview number two. Our grievances of Street Fighter Five when they announce Street Fighter Six. You know what? <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they do Street Fighter Six, and I hope it ends up being awesome. Because at the end of the day, I am actually a Street Fighter fan, and I know yeah, how people same. are. It's like, well, if you're not, if you're not with us now, then you're against us. Like, no, dude. Like, I just want. I don't know. I want that feeling I felt when I played Street Fighter Four or when I. Yes. Street Fighter Alpha when I played Street Fighter 3 Third Strike and everyone hated yep. it but I thought it was the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. you know I just want the game to make me specifically feel a type of way that's what it boils down yes. to right trying to make a yep. game that appeals to as many people as possible but for mm-hmm. me as a consumer selfishly I want the game to make me feel good <laughs> and if, there you if go. they don't do it for me I'm not going to play it <laughs> exactly Life is too short to play crappy games or games that don't make you feel Life good. is too short to play games you don't want to play. That's stupid. It's stupid. Yes. And I think the smartest exactly. thing you did for your own mental health is to go, hey, you know what? I'm not having fun playing this. I'm not going to play this crap. Nothing wrong with exactly. that. When you find that game that you enjoy and the homies enjoy, man, beat that game into the ground. Beat that game <laughs> yes. into the ground. Learn how to do Burning. infinite <laughs> light punch. <laughs> heavy punch. That'll be for part two. Um, but uh, Lee, thank you so much for your time today. We do appreciate you um, oh, having this discussion with you. Awesome. Take care. Before we go, I just want to say thank you for your patience as I attempt to figure this thing out. I know this has gone extensively too long. Um, and it won't take up too much of your time at the uh, end of this tail card. I just want to let you know that wrestling is back. Wrestling is back, and uh, I couldn't be happier. I'm sure a lot of people will share the same sentiment that uh, it's a good thing to see that uh, 
AEW is touring uh, as of this recording. I'm recording this on July 8th to kind of fill the gaps of the show. And uh, yeah, AEW is going on tour. Uh, July 18th is going to be Money in the Bank for WWE. That is going to be their first show with a live crowd. New Japan is set to have a show in mid-August. August 15th? August 14th. August 14th is going to be their first show in the States, post-pandemic. We have uh, Defy is set to have their shows. It's a two-day welcome back on uh, August 27th and 28th. Card yet to be determined. And then on the 29th, is going to be without a causes first show. I believe they announced the, the six shows. I think they announced six. They've uh, they've got plans. Max is a very, very, very busy guy. He's uh, got a lot of yes. Uh, August 29th, September 26th. Uh, Halloween is going to be their third anniversary show. Year three show. We have uh, November 28th and December 19th, so they've got plans. Next, you're crazy. You're crazy for doing as much as you do. And your new job! And your new amazing job! Of just, uh. Just doing all the things. I'm sure that, uh. Matt and Jim at Defy are. No slouches there either. Everybody is hustling. Everybody is trying to make that money. Speaking of making money, uh, I'm gonna do a local plug. And uh, there was a show advertised called Rockin' Wrestling up by Westside Productions, located in Spanaway on July 31st. You know, like I said, I this isn't a promotion that I've heard of personally, but as long as the performers get paid, I'm happy. I want them to get paid, I want them to be treated well, I want huge turnout, I want good reception for everyone. And uh, it's, it's a neat idea. It's a combination of wrestling show and rock tribute show that lasts all dang day. Lasts all dang day. Uh, tickets range anywhere between 25 and 100 or so dollars. It's up there for the VIP tickets. Which I'm going to see if I can get. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I don't think it has a restriction for that. Yeah, if you want the platinum VIP, it's 100. There's a gold admission for 50 as well. The card looks really solid. Uh, again, VIP is at 12 p.m. Uh, if you're in regular, it's uh, open doors are at 1. Which, this goes in well into the evening. <laughs> so we have, um, starting at 2, we have the 
a fatal four-way between uh, Guillermo Rosas, aka Pistolas y Rosas, versus Sonico, versus Jacob Sumas, aka Cubby, versus Draquan, aka the guy who I accidentally broke doing wheelbarrow push-ups. Again, sorry about that. That looks like it's going to be a fun opener. At 2.30, uh, they have a The Cult tribute band called Sun King, which is going to be performing. At 4 o'clock, it's going to be Matt Justice versus The Devil, Derek Drexel. And of course, it's going to be a hardcore match because it's got Derek Drexel in it. I really hope they do not bring up the light bulb tubes, because I think uh, Mercury and that enclosed of a space because uh, it is in uh, a place called Rumors Incorporated. Yeah, I'm sure I'll find it. I'm sure it'll be fine. But uh, yeah, no, no, no tubes, please. Next, we have a Van Helen tribute band at 4:30 called Unchained, who will be performing. The 6 p.m. match I'm really looking forward to. It's uh, the one and only Rebel Kell versus Heidi Howitzer, which uh, I only recently heard about through her affiliation with the uh, Wasteland War Party, which has all of the uh, Mad Max Fury Road feels that I like. Oh, what a lovely day indeed. We have, so I'll be looking forward to that. We have the Motley Crue Tribute Band. Lewd and Crude. Spelled like Motley Crue for Crude. Which I dig. At uh, 8 p.m., we have Max Burnside versus Chase James. I've seen Chase James a couple of times. I'm not as familiar with Max Burnside. I'm pretty sure I may have seen him at least once. Chase knows how to get the heel heat pretty well, so I'm looking forward to seeing how how uh, seven hours in to an event, how people are going to handle that. A30 has an Iron Man tribute band called Maiden Northwest. Ah, I just realized the pun there. Maiden Northwest. Ah, got him. And then uh, the main event is uh, Midnight Heat, I believe formally uh, Four Minutes of Heat. It's, uh, it's uh, Precious Eddie Pearl versus Rockin' Ricky Gibson. And I tried to roll there. I did not do a good roll there. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. And then Bash versus the Bash Bros, which is uh, Black Sheep Dave Turner and uh, Chris Ace, Chris Ross, excuse me, which are of uh, Dragon Suplex, I believe. They're doing big things. Like I said, I just want people to, I just want people to be happy. I want people to get paid. I want people to get what they are worth. So go and support your local pro wrestlers.
make sure that they feel love. And I want to say thank you for giving this podcast a chance. I know you have a lot of listening options and a lot of listening opportunities. A lot of uh, choices in your entertainment life. And if this is a podcast that you have chosen to do, then I'm very thankful that you have given us a listen. Here at the Renegade Roundup. Like I said, I'm only one man. I'm still trying to figure out that work-life balance thing. Uh, traveling to and from Seattle for 40 hours a week is not an easy gig. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And, uh, you know, I have dreams, I have aspirations, I have things I want to do, I have fitness goals have, uh, you know, I'm human. So sometimes, uh, sometimes the uberduck.ai people will come in and be a pinch relief, even though trying to get this episode done, running into some technical issues. Also, Audacity! Audacity had the audacity to want to collect data from us, so that's no buenas. That is not a good thing. Bad Audacity. Bad. So we'll figure it out. I, f I feel like I am perpetually starting to become a Wooly. Wooly will figure it out. By the way, when is the next Wooly will figure it out podcast? We'll figure it out. I think it just works. Um, speaking of what's working, what isn't working is how long that this show has been. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and try to tie this up in a nice little bow and post. So I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing if you have. Uh, please, please, please reach out to me on Twitter at SoulWrestles. That is basically the only way that I'm going to hear your request because I'm still figuring out this podcast thing. You know, all of these, this, uh, this cracking of a beast that has all of these arms extended everywhere. And it's a mess. And I don't have a hazmat suit. Um, I'm hoping hoping if I can get things in a more orderly fashion, maybe I can get out a Money in the Bank predictions segment. I feel as long as this has been, we'll save, I'll save that for another time. You know, and, and maybe, maybe I'll have the energy to do more show reviews. But again, ultimately, it comes down to what you guys think. And if you are a listener, I want to hear from you. Reach out to me. Let me know which network, which uh, app was the one you found the show on. So maybe I can hone this in and uh, get this to be a well-oiled machine. That is the dream, right? So we'll just go ahead and uh, call it right here. And as always, do what Toonami Tom told you. Stay golden, my friends. Until next time. Take care of each other.